Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Right, okay, Filthy Shambles, Season 3, Episode 30. I'm joined by Ross. Welcome, mate. Hello, got, mate. You all right? Yeah, I've got a couple of que- I've got a question for you to start, to kickstart kick the pod. Ooh. Um, it's not really a question. It's more, it's, more, it's more about Tottenham dropping 18 points from winning positions uh, this season. And I think we've conceded eight or nine times in the 90th plus minute something we were pretty good at doing in terms of scoring um earlier in the season um Hmm. problems Uh, i mean what do you think this is down to do you think it's the players running out of steam because we 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 put everything out there for 90 minutes a lack of concentration bad luck i think it's a combination of i see it as the last time that those players on the whole played together, if you throw in, you know, started together because of Madison, that was way back at Chelsea. So maybe it's a lack of steam, lack of cohesion, just trying to get back into the old rhythm of things. We're still a son and a basuma away from being full strength, but that's not too bad. Maybe we are missing son a bit, but I just think it's cohesion just getting to know each other again we've got Werner popping up on the left who should have should have buried one of his chances yesterday if we're honest and you make it 3-1 Everton a bit more deflated but yeah that does get frustrating and I'm sure Angie's just as frustrated as everyone else and he doesn't set out to you know make us go gung-ho for 95 minutes I mean he did bring Dragison on again and that has worked. I mean, it worked against Brentford, if I remember rightly. But... See, the, the, the thing is, like, to, I mean, it's probably an unfair way to start the podcast because, like, no, it's not. It, it, it's it, it is it is difficult to to. I mean, you could analytically, statistically, you know, you could look at the performances. You you could say, well, we're doing A, B, and C, and the end result is. Um, the reason we're in a position where we drop points is because we don't score enough goals when we are dominating the game. That's probably a fair assumption. I mean, the other thing is, it, it's funny with Spurs because, like, like I'm, I'm without doubt, without doubt, hyped by what the next couple seasons will will bring to to, to the fold. Yeah. Um, and but you know, things aren't on. You know, they're not at. We're not at full pelt for a number of reasons. And the big reason being is that we've got a brand new manager who's come in off the back of four years of, of, of calamity and is implementing his own style of football and, 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 and culture within the club in terms of like mythology, methodology rather, and, 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 and actual brotherhood as opposed to whatever the fuck we had under Conte. Um, mm. However, that does mean that there are there are going to be things that aren't perfect, and the, the I, I get 
I guess where I'm going with this with this ramble, which is just textbook spooky to you know to start the pod off just rambling away, is 18 points drops from winning positions. It sounds and looks like a negative, but it it's it's kind of the opposite. You know, from a happy clappy point of view, it means we're we're in a position where we're winning. Um, so how do you stop? us dropping those points in the short term or is it a case that we just have to struggle on a little bit until that cohesiveness returns possibly at the start of next season when we have more players we have everyone back everyone fit um are you worried in, in any way like are you worried are you worried about the expectation that seems to have been put on the team as well between now and the end of the season because people well, are expecting person- champions league well people I the thing is you've got a Chelsea team which I'm sure we'll come on to a bit later because of their manager are in a state of mess and it's hilarious. You've got a Man United team that even though they won today they're only a, you know a bad result away from being on their knees again. So that does open up fourth and potentially fifth. I don't know if that's still in the cards. So the expectations, of course, are going to be high because we were top after 10 games. We hadn't lost. It was like, oh, look what we can do. But teams are going to think, oh, they're playing like that, aren't they? So we're going to do this. I mean, you look at what's happened to Vicario in the last couple of games since the Man City game, especially after what Ake did. Hmm. You, you, you know, people are going to find you out. I mean, people did that to Man City, but they're so strong. They can evolve very quickly. And they've got such a particular manager. But you, it's going to happen. These are such baby steps coming, and still in February, that it's fine. I mean, you can't go from at the beginning of the season, look, we just want to be entertained, to then going, and I'm talking about the Royal We, by the way, and mm. then going, well, we should be shutting up shop and, you know, doing this, that, and the other. Well, that will come. Experience will tell us that, you know, they'll learn from this. Ange isn't going to just be like, well, He's not picking on the players. He's not doing what Conte did and just blaming everyone but himself. Um, I've not heard any. I've not heard his post-match uh, conference yet, so I've not actually know what he said, um, which is bad for me because I'm only on top of that. But he, he, look, we can we can dissect it. And Everton are on a. If you look at the last two teams we've played, Everton and Brentford, Brentford have kind of manifested this weird hatred of us now. I don't know where that came from. And Morpay did what he did, which was even weirder. Um, and Everton normally do this to us, where we go up to theirs after we've normally battered them at ours. And I know we didn't batter them, but we beat them. And they have this galvanising spirit and this whole, we got to stay up, the Premier League is against us. You know, Sean Dyche, who's... Tactically, not the not a great manager, but he does that spirit stuff, doesn't he? You know, mm. you know, get them all together. So, I just think it's all a microcosm of a, still a very, very good season. I mean, it's gone way beyond our my expectations. I don't know about yours, but the fact that he's got certain players playing as well as he has. I mean, if you told me about four or five months ago that Richie would be on the form that he is, I would have been like, really. But it just yeah. shows with a bit of confidence and a bit of tactical clearance for the players in their mind. I think it's they fine. They can produce these. Yeah, I, I, look, the, the, what, this is where I fell uh, after kind of thinking about the game after after it happened. Obviously, early kickoff means you've got the rest of Saturday to 
to kind of try and process and formulate what you'd watched and you know football supporters we react badly initially because it's it's always disappointing right like we know what it's like when we're scoring winners but when we're conceding uh late on it's frustrating because you're literally minutes sometimes seconds away from from claiming all points but you know you play until the last second and we are a team that does that so when it happens against us you just got to take it on the chin right and then you got to work out well you know why did it happen however had we held on and won which would have been great it would have been another couple of points which goes towards that kind of champions league ambition but the reality is the problems that this team has at the minute that are the temporary problems will still will still have been evident we'll still be doing this podcast happy that we've won and dug deep but also mm. asking the questions well that's like the second game this season and there's been a fair few games this season where we've not been convincing but we've got the results and we've been great in pockets but we're not being great over 90 minutes. And that's not because there's something wrong with Postacoglu's football. There's something wrong no. with the quality and depth of foot of the players. It's just the reality is we've had so many obstacles chucked our way. Um, and also, you use the word what's going wrong. There's nothing haphazardly going wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just growing pains of a team mm. that are have gone from this almost, I don't know how you describe what we played under Mourinho and Conte, because it just seemed to be a, Dirge. And I was, and look, I tried to support them as best I could. And it sounds a bit dramatic that says it's a little old me. But you do get that sense, look, I'm going to back them. I'm going to back the manager because surely they'll get it right. And they never did. This time it does feel different. And it even feels different to when Poch was in charge because Ange just has that clear, methodical thought, no, you're going to do it this way and it will happen. Mm. And we have. <sighs> Show me a team with the amount of injuries that we've had in the key players that we've had, and fair play to them. But I just I don't see it from any other team at the minute. Maybe Newcastle, but I don't really care. And I'm more focused on Spurs. So, and then we've had the three lads go away to Afcon and the Asian Cup. Mm-hmm. So we've not had that settled unity apart from at the beginning of the season when when you look what we were doing. Hey ho, you know, there's no shock that. Bar the League Cup, you know, Crossy, that it, it, you know it was what, fine. Ross, I mean, the, the thing is, right, I'm, I'm conscious. Right, first of all, anyone listening, if you're still listening at this point, thank you for not uh, switching <laughs> off. I mean, that, it would be quite rude if you did. Um, but um, I went to bed about four, half four, five o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to say why. And I've, I've, I've refreshed myself during the course of today. Um, I sound downbeat, but I'm not downbeat. And what we're going to do is we will we will pluck some of the talking points out of the game. But just just something before we do that, because it, there are a number of talking points. Um, but before we do, what I, I do want to go back to is, is, and I know I've said this before, and I just want to clarify something. When I do have playful digs against Conte, I'm very conscious of the fact that I, I also backed him. And a lot of it was blind faith, which is predominantly what football is about most of the time because you never know even even if you've got the right person in the job you just don't know how it's going to play out you can pretend to know you can guess you've got 50 50 chance of getting it right 
you can proclaim with your life that it's going to go a certain way, or you can just let let it happen and back the team, and you just want to believe that things are going to turn out well. It's it's what every football supporter, um, you would expect every foot every football supporter's makeup DNA makeup is that is just believing and having faith, and and then it, it gets backed up with what you see with your eyes and the results. Yeah. And with Conte. The problem was um, he said a lot of things at the beginning, aggressive, attacking, counter-attacking football. That never really happened. It happened in pockets and it looked devastating when it happened, but we would surrender so much space and time and possession to the opposition and relied so much on the, on the counter-attacks that it kind of sucked everything away. And in... In amongst it all, and I, I remember being quite vocal. I, I, I've said this story before. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a great story, but um, it's just it, I, it resonates now. Uh, Tottenham Hill Station, um, on the the way out of beating Aston Villa, I think two one under Conte. I, I'm pretty sure it was Villa, and I, I was talking to T, um, you know, and someone walked past me. I don't even know if this geezer had been to the game because of the, the direction he was coming from and where he he was going. Uh, but he did say he might he must have he must have watched it actually to be fair. He, either on TV or was at the game. And he made a comment like, But we can't keep playing like that. We won, but we were it was just hor- hor- horrific. And I and I took offence. I was like, Yeah, but we're working towards something. We're working towards something. And I was I was like, fuck you know, fucking miserable bastard. And then I thought about it. Hold on a second, I'm fucking miserable. I'm lying to myself that what I'm watching is enjoyable because it's not enjoyable. And I'm not just taking the result and thinking, well, we won, that's enough. I'm I'm just putting my faith in everything that I read about Conte and understood about Conte to the point where I was ignoring all the red flags and there were too many red flags towards the end. And I just, you know, we we know how it ended. yeah, I think a lot of us felt like that anyway. I mean, you, I thought, right, we've got this manager in who it may be a bit tedious at times, but we're going to be winning, even though if we're grinding it out and it's a cane but or no, a song but goal. It was evolution it, as well, Ross. It was that we evolve into something a lot, a lot, uh, a lot stronger than what it was. But the the evidence, like you want to see something tangible, you want to see something that you can, you can, you feel it in your gut and your heart and your head. Right when you come away from it, but the thing with Conte's yeah. football was the it, it, the the that that those feelings, those emotive feelings that you get from football that you think I, I have, I, I can see where this is going. They were they weren't there. They didn't they didn't actually exist. We had that run at the back end no. of his first season where we pipped uh, Arsenal for fourth spot. You know, and you thought we'd go on from there, but obviously he reset things at the start of the next season. And it just it, it it never got started after that. So, I, I, again, you know, probably for the last time because there's no point looking back now. We might as well look forward. But what we see under Postacoglu, you know, you can you can talk about 18 points dropped from winning positions, and you can talk about a number of other things. But we ain't getting spanked every week. We we don't look devoid of identity and style. We have a team that is. Uh, individually and collectively playing for the badge, um, and y- y- there's an aura around the, the 
everyone at the club, to be fair, at the minute, mm. I, won't go, I won't go as far as saying Daniel Levy because I don't want people sending dead rats <laughs> in, in the mail. But the, my point is that there's something tangible there. There is something that you can see with your eyes. And maybe the numbers, maybe the stats highlight... Um, I wouldn't say negatives again. Highlight kinks in the armour that will need to be fixed. And, and there's no... There's no rush to have it done, but I guess the other layer that you can put on top for this season is there is a bit of a rush because we could get Champions League and that would that would fuel the momentum further into next season. So um, I just needed to get that off my chest again and, and, and maybe <laughs> I, I won't revisit it. I, I think with Conte, yes, there was a lot going on. He lost a lot of people. Um he wasn't happy. It was obvious he wasn't happy, and he was fighting the club. I think he was fighting himself. To be fair, I think he was—he knew it was the wrong fit. Um, well, I think a lot of things happened that was last that. season that may never come out in the wash. And to be honest with you, we don't need to know. But you know, maybe he found out Kane was leaving at the end of the season, and uh, and maybe he heard a few other things like Romero. I think he said he wanted to duck out because of Conte, but. You know, these things, these periods happen, and it did happen, but we're not with him anymore. Um, it's like losing a bad girlfriend, you know, just because, you know, they promised the sex was going to be great. They they still, you know, didn't listen to you. Hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, but maybe, 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 maybe it was the, 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 the bloke's fault there. <laughs> his perception of what is great sex. Maybe, maybe he's yeah, the one that's... But, that's... Look, not look at the end of the day, we can do what we can only do. Yeah, anyway, anyway, before okay, we go so into let, anything deeper, let, yeah, let's 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 forget about him because he's probably going to go to Roma and screw them up anyway. So that's just hilarious. I heard AC Milan, but again, I think he, he'd, be, he'd be a comfortable fit anywhere in Italy. No doubt, he probably doesn't care about yeah. loyalties and and um, I think I think no, exactly. you know, going with the analogy that you you mentioned, he's, he's but, with a few clubs out there. So, but we didn't lose. We're still in fifth. Drop points, points against Everton, though. Drop points against yeah. Man United. A few clubs are going to drop points <laughs> against... I mean, speak to Newcastle yesterday. Speak to... I mean, God, Chelsea are just hilarious. I'm not right, uh, hold count. on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, we get to Chelsea. I know you're eager to laugh at Pochettino, but we get to that. <laughs> let, before, I really want be, to. before I pluck out what I want to talk about um, in terms of the, 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 the plays, the key moments... Do you do you do you think that we're do you think we're getting I'm, I'm not going to say found out because that's overly dramatic, but do you think teams know how to stop us from playing in terms I of think... the physicality? Because Everton did a really good job on us at White at White Hart Lane in Tottenham, right? They did a good job at us. We beat them, but it was a tricky game. I don't think. I don't think that was the case at Goodison, at Goodison Park. Um, I think, I think basically both teams looked like they were scared of the ball at times. They're just they're very sloppy in possession. Um, I don't think. I don't think they were scared. I think you've got two midfielders in Bentancur, Madison coming back from long-term injuries in their case. Yeah, who are still not 
at that tempo that they want to be. So that can be frustrating. You've got two games now. Benton cause struggled like. Yeah, I think he had a massive adrenaline run rush at the beginning, which anyone can have. Yeah. So that's going to help the performance and get you through the games. Yeah. What's happened now? He's had like you know when you have like a bit of a crash after you know sugar rush or whatever mm-hmm. extracurricular activities you've got. That's up to my Sunday youth. recovery. <laughs> Go on, and but what he so what's happened now is he he's settled and he's like right, I've got to get myself going again, and it's that match after match type thing, which he hasn't had for nearly a year. So we got to put that into perspective. Yeah, Madison, he, he seemed a lot better than he was against Brentford. I know it was only 10 minutes, but he did look really ropey again in that game when he came on. But it, it will get there. We've got Basuma coming back, which will help. We've got Saar coming back. He came back yesterday. It was weird. It was like, I swear he was only in Africa two hours ago. Um, and there's I a lot of Basuma. Positive- Basuma will be back because Marley got knocked oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Time. Sorry, sorry. I, I, yeah. I yeah, <laughs> you remember, yeah. remember Yves? Um, Sonny, I would, I want him to win the Asian Cup. I'm no, I, I, because I love him and he deserves everything in his life, I want South Korea to win the Asian Cup now because I think he, he deserves to lift every trophy in the world, that boy. And he's mm. done so much for the club. I wish him nothing but the best. I now. think they get to I, the final. Uh, um, I, I definitely think they get to the final. It, it's Japan. interesting. Uh, the... <laughs> no, Japan got knocked out. Actually. No, they so, got knocked no. out. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, it's interesting with Son because there was there was a few discussions uh, on, on, on Twitter about this, about, you know, just getting back, just getting back. And, I, and again, I know it's really boring that I don't have this kind of like, I'm I'm, I'm I'm emotionally pragmatic and balanced with a lot of things, uh, in that him missing a couple more games for for Spurs, it's just it's just in the it's a very short term thing. Like it's not going to impact us over the next couple of years. So him winning something and coming back is is more important to him really and less important to me than a couple of potential victories. Now I know. That didn't come out the way I, I, I meant it to say. I'm not saying I would gladly sacrifice <laughs> Tottenham results for a, a country that has nothing to do with me to, to, to win games. What I mean is we've got enough about us to get through those games without Son. Okay, It'd be great to have a full-strength team, but even with him back, it's going to take us a few games. And I know people are listening to this and thinking, that's the point, Spooky, because we haven't got that many games left of the season. We need to win as many as we can in order to qualify for the Champions League. And therefore, every game that these players are away for is 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 causing us a little bit of grief. But I think that's fine, but they will come back. And then we and, and they'll be back. And they'll be back for the rest of the season and next season, and I don't think there's any any other tournaments for a couple of years. <laughs> we, we've got a bit of a run uh, where we don't have to think about that. But my point is, it, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about the timing of this. And it's just one of those obstacles I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it'd be great if they all got knocked out in, in, in the group stages and all came back home. That's not been the case. No, it hasn't. To, and... I'm not bitter about it. We just have to crack on. Um, we might, but then again, people moan about the amount of games that footballers play and all that. But that, this one's in the middle of the season, which doesn't help the club, I know. But it does mm. mean that their season's not going to be extended, and they're not going to come back next season knackered. So sometimes you just have to take the take the pain for the pleasure. So all the 
Yeah, if Sonny, and who says that Sonny playing at the minute and he'd be on form? You can't guarantee anything. So let him play, let him enjoy so, it. It's Sonny. To go, to go back to the question, do you not think then that we're, that the the teams have kind of worked out a way to rattle us a little bit to kind of oh, break up yeah, the, you the, did. The, the, the tempo? Or do you think, do you actually think yeah. the issue is potentially related to the Benton Core Madison dynamic because you got midfield yesterday of those two and then obviously Hoybier who's very much maligned he's a lot better coming off the bench he's been very effective coming off the bench he's had his moments he's, di- he's dizzy moments he has too many of them but when he's a starter sometimes he 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 struggles now I don't think yeah I don't think if you if you're going to pick on players if you can scapegoat players from the game I Again, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to be a hippie about this. I think lots of players had. Um, sorry, mate, I can hear an echo. Um, let's just fix that uh, technical hitch. I'm just going to pause the recording. All right, okay. <laughs> um, slight technical hitch uh, fix. It's always annoying when you record a podcast and you don't hear an echo when you're recording, and then you play it back. And there's an echo, and you're thinking, fuck, that's like an hour's worth of podcasting, and people have to endure it with double spooky, which is just uh, not something I would wish <laughs> on anyone. Right, so what I think I was uh, rambling on about was the fact that Benton Core Madison, high expectancy because of what they can do, but one's come back from two serious injuries, and like you said, has cr- crashed a little bit. Um, and Madison, obviously, is, he was effective, he played well, but he's he's still not anywhere near 100% of the uh, the play that we know he will be. And then you've got Hoybier, who I think I was I was saying that he's not he's not a great player. He's not he hasn't ha- he doesn't have the, the the dimensions everyone else has. I wouldn't scapegoat him for this game. I just I just don't see the point in doing that. I wouldn't scapegoat any of the players. But what we seem to be missing in the middle is Basuma. Is Prime Basuma because he got a little yeah, bit I was gonna flaky say, yeah, I was gonna say, before he went mm. away, but the Basuma that we know, studs on ball, uh, press resistant, um, able to you know I know people hate this term but recycle the ball in the right way it keep us in we're a very good team in possession, but I felt against Everton there wasn't much going on in the middle it felt like we were, were surrendering too much of the tempo to Everton and it was long patches of the game where it was I just, just think... Everton, Everton, Everton. And you could see, yeah, you could see they would come back into it. Even if the, if the goals were messy, that they would do, they would, they would hurt us because we weren't putting our foot on the ball and saying, no, we're the authority here. We're going to control it and we're going to kill the tempo and we're going to dictate the way we want it to. So there's, do you think that's the cause of how, we get a little bit bullied. I wouldn't say completely overwhelmed, but is that is that what's dis- disrupting Tottenham at the moment? That there isn't that cohesiveness. A little bit. Yes, I think yeah, that word cohesiveness is really important to you know implement. What you've also got to remember is two thirds of our midfield are still, as I said, and it's going over old ground, but they're still coming back from long term injury. We've got a left winger who's new to the club, and you know a month on, he's still getting to know the players. And who knows way more about football than anyone listening to this podcast, including myself, um, says that these players will get good round 
couple you know a couple of weeks into February. That's why he didn't want any late signings really because they won't be yeah. ready till March. Yeah. Also, with the Basuma thing, you might have to temper that a little bit because he's coming just he's coming off a bout of malaria. Now I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that sounds bad. <laughs> you know, um, so he might not be right for a couple of weeks. You know, I'm now I'm in top draw, mm. but we just got. A, just a bit of patience is needed, and it's not. If you're expecting us to get into the Champions League, that I, I just think that's a little bit misguided in terms that our expectations at the beginning of the season were so kind of on the level of like, look, if we get top eight and we're playing great football, that's fine with us. You can't have it both ways, where a manager comes in, swoops in, and just goes bang. And then continues that throughout the season. Next season should be different. That's when you go, hang on a minute. They've had a year now to know this. They should be doing better. But it happens. I mean, if Werner puts away that one-on-one chance that he had in the second half, and I think he hit it more or less straight at Pickford, I think we win that 3-1 quite easily. Yeah. But the minute we miss that, that gives... Everton, who were holding up their yellow cards to the Premier League and, you know, doing all that. It's a really tight ground, an old-fashioned ground. Um, and, you know, that's going to... Because the commentators were saying, oh, my God, this is like a cauldron of noise. And I'm thinking, I've not heard much from them this game, if I'm completely honest. And they going yeah, on and the on co- about the, it. The, the commentators were trying way too hard to make out that this was a belter of a football match. And it was the reality yeah. was it, it wasn't really a great game of football, if we're going to be completely honest. It, was, it had moments of sublime quality from, from us. Uh, which we'll get to, but just generally it was, like I said, it was two teams that couldn't really keep hold of the ball um, to, 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 to truly um, uh, kind of own the game, you know, and Spurs have the quality to be able to do that, but it's not connecting at the minute. So Basuma's on his way back. He came on as a sub for Marley very late on in, in that game in um, extra yeah. time yesterday against Ivory Coast. Um, he, I mean, he didn't, he didn't do much. I, it wasn't... It wasn't the type of game where you're going to pluck out any any um, any insight just because of the uh, the pressures of that game, and, and it was just an absolutely chaotic uh, game of football. Um, but it, it's good to, to have the bodies back in midfield. It's just that now we've got the bodies back in midfield, we have got different story arcs that that need to be uh, kind of completed. You know, Bentoncourt inconsistent, struggling a little bit. It's fine. He'll get there. Madison has to regain his form. Um, Hoybier. Which he is, was show. I mean, he was know. showing gl- a lot more than glimpses of oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the pass, I Without think it was doubt. the pass he did for Richarlison's second goal. Yeah, Lovely little quality. dig. I mean, it was only four yards, but, you know, not many people can nutmeg a player and get it onto the same... And put it through at that pace, which is lovely. And Richarlison, I thought, was brilliant yesterday. Well, let's talk you about know, Richie because... Let's get on the positives. Come on, let's put the, the negatives to bed. We'll start with Richie and we'll work our way back to Vicario. So Richarlison, he's bang on it, right? Oh, he's so Post-surgery, post-personal um, problems, mental health problems, which he was quite vocal about, um, just issues with loyalty and one or two other things that happened. But the injury specifically quite obviously impacted the way that he behaves on the pitch. Now, instinctively, 
he's just slapping that ball into the back of the net. I mean, he, he both goals were taken so well. Uh, he looks sharp. He's always involved. And look, you can be critical, right? He's still he's very Brazilian in those moments, and then he's very Scottish when he's got the ball in midfield and loses it, and you know, and we end up conceding from that lack. Of, and that yeah. was the story. This is not me scapegoating Richie, by the way. It's my. I'm just trying to illustrate again that everybody had a, had the sloppiness. Uh, yeah glitch yesterday it just was not a great game in, in keeping the ball at your feet um but in terms of what he's producing he's undeniably our number nine um and like do, do you think he's the type of player that can 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 consistently produce these numbers because he's never really been that type of player i think well, i think that's the 13 14 goals is, is the most he's scored in a in a season i think he's at 10 now fact- right yeah, he's on ten league goals. I was just looking at it on the old, um, on the old, yeah. on the BBC app, and it is. Yeah. You know, his goals per minute is one hundred and nineteen, which is bar that freak at Manchester City. Um, it's actually really good when you think about it. That's one in just below one in two games, which in old fashioned money, that's really is what you wanted from a striker. So he's doing what he needs to do, but as you said, he's never he's never done it consistently. But maybe in this team, in this kind of shape with the players that he's got behind him, um, with Madison coming back in, Son will be back in a couple of weeks. And now that the fullbacks have absolutely blown us away this season, you can just see that he's free of that massive injury. And as you said, his mental health problems, hopefully that's been sorted, but it looks like it has. He looks a lot happier and relaxed. And maybe that's all he needs. He just didn't need that very tense atmosphere that you felt was around the place when Conte was there, that almost, you know, passive aggressiveness he seemed to bring. Whereas under He didn't get a chance. He didn't get a a real chance. Well, if you weren't Kane or Son, I don't think you were getting a chance in the last three or four years. So now Kane's gone and Son's gone um, this month, just this month. Uh, (laughs) I'm not ready for that, by the way, Son retiring Monday. Um, he stepped up, and you've got to give him massive credit for that. Sonny said, I think, in an interview in a South Korean TV that you know it's up to Richarlison to step up and make sure that the goals keep flowing, and yeah. he's really done that. And that's re- I'm really happy for the lad because he deserves it. And the the t- his second goal, is that finish, just brilliant. As you said, yeah, it's just it was, no thought. The ball's there, goal's there. Good night. It's so, such a shame we didn't hold on because you kind of now almost uh, you almost forget about the quality of the two finishes because all we've got out of it is a point. Um, it's frustrating yeah. that you know we, we, we've kind of kind of ruined a bit of the the, the 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 polish there. What happens when Son does come back? Because you got the, this is this is interesting, right? Timo. Um, I, I, I'm, this is something that we're, we're, that's been mentioned by a few people, and it's don't look at him as, a, as a, an out-and-out goal scorer because he's not. No. Look at him as this winger, this assist machine. It's fine. That's perfect. Um, but what happens when Son comes back? Does Richarlison drop into Timo's position? Son plays up front, and then Madison stays where he is. Uh, 
No, Johnson I just see Son... gets replaced by by Kulisevsky. I mean, or do you th- do you see Son out on the on on on? I think Son will just whip. come back and because if you listen to what Ange said, I think it was a couple of months ago. He said we had to kind of almost put Richarlison out wide left because of the injury. I couldn't really work out what that was, but so it meant Son went through the middle. Son's still a very you know, very, very capable winger. I mean, he's one of the best in the world at that. Yeah. But I think people see his age and all that. He's so fit, that lad. He gets kicked to kingdom come every game. Yeah. And he still comes back and you think, oh, he's all right. Um, so I think him going out on the left, you've got to keep Richarlison in the middle because of the form that he's in. Um, yeah, you can't take I that think, away from him. Now. No, and I think you're fighting between... I think Decky goes back out on the right... And then you've got them impact players almost of Werner, um, Solomon when he comes back. You've got Brennan Johnson. And, you know, that's Brian Hill to a lesser extent. Um, it's not bad, is it? Like, dynamic-wise, we've got, no, we've got options. We can mix and match um, to different degrees. It's just having them all of... at the same time. That's all. It's just you'd yeah. like them to be fit and yeah. available at the same time. And I don't think we've had that all season. I mean, Ben no. came into the season with that massive injury. Then Chelsea happened. And then all sorts have been kicking off since. And it happens to every club. So, I, again, I, this is why I'm not getting too down about it. It was still fifth. We're still in touch and distance of everything. And if we beat Brighton next weekend, we're right back into it and everything's rosy again. But And Saar would have had a week back as well. We'll see how Basuma shapes up and we go again. I mean, the only thing that, as I said, frustrated me about yesterday is I yeah. thought every time Werner went through, you just had that, oh, he's not going to score, bless him. Because he's, he's got no confidence in front of goal. Because as you said, he's not really a natural goal scorer in terms of what we have with Hyun Son and that. But what he does, he works his absolute bollocks off and then goes again and goes again and runs at defenders and stretches them, which is what you want from him. And he, can, think, he, he can assist. Yeah, I think statistically, he did score a few for Chelsea, as much as he's maligned for what he's done at Chelsea. Um, I think Chelsea is a, is a graveyard of a football club for strikers anyway. They will ruin the very best in the world, let alone someone who needs a bit of an uplift to prove that he could be one of the best. And obviously what they did to Timo um, was to damage this perception that we have of him. And and that plays into your mind. I mean, he's, you know, we're not saying at any point he was was as grand of a finisher as, you know, Harry Kane. There's very few that can finish like him. Um, I do, speaking to a Chelsea supporter, I do think he scored a lot of offside goals. In his in his, his time at Chelsea, and apparently with the rule changes, I think most of them would have actually been uh, allowed in this kind of new age. But anyway, regardless of <laughs> regardless of trying to apologetically prove that he can finish, I'm not that stressed about it. What I'm more stressed about, no, actually, no, I'm not stressed about it. What I'm thinking more deeply about is Tottenham's logic with bringing him on loan. Is, do you think he is a genuine stopgap or someone that can prove he's worth at Spurs? Because if he is going to be an impact player, he would have to cost a certain amount for us to then buy him for him to retain that status in the squad for next season. Because if we've got everyone fully fit and everyone back, he's not going to start. And it's 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 it, you want you know much like you want players to regain their form who have been out injured. 
you want someone who's come into the club halfway through the season to have that opportunity to prove that they can be more than just an impact player. And I think thus far, I don't think the team have quite synergised to Timo himself in terms of the runs that he's ready to make. Uh, we saw that in, in a couple of games where we just weren't finding him. We weren't playing that quick ball. And Kulisevsky, interestingly, he was dropped. For, he was rested for this game. He's running He's yeah. run himself into the ground this season. I've got no... You know, he's someone no, else who's struggled. Yeah. A couple, the last couple of games, right? He's struggled a little bit because he has played his fucking guts out for us and it's just he's a victim of his own fitness isn't he Kudeki he's like he's yeah. <laughs> he's been fit all the way through everything and now he's just I think he's just run out of a bit of steam bless him so he'll come back well, I'm look, not Timo will have to wait and see to be continued obviously. I think so just to pick up on what you said I know you want yeah, to move can't... on a bit but for 12 to 15 million pounds it's it's not it's a drop in the well, not a drop in the ocean but it's not, not going to ruin us financially, is it? I no. mean, and he seems quite happy with us, and he fits in quite well. So, and Ange seems to be very happy with him, and yeah, there's no does. kind of murmurs and all that. So, if it works well, fifteen million, you know, you might be able to flip him for twice that in a year's time. You never know, you know. You yeah. you, you have to think of it logically. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, so yes, I saw. Obviously, momentarily forgot about him. I don't know how he managed to do that, but again, he's another player who will who will bring a little bit of that composure, a little bit of that silk back. And then when you've got Benton Core and Madison back to near enough 90 percent, ninety five percent, then you know that you know everything will work a lot more fluidly. Uh, you know, we struggled um, against Brentford defensively, which was just weird. It was just a weird defensive performance, and yet we were incredibly good I well the two centre backs were very very good against Everton um, mm. Van Der Ven has come back Van Der like something a... else isn't he man he's, God, a, he's never, a I've not seen anything well. like that since uh, I want to say good looking Gladly King good looking. yeah the, and we keep signing good looking players it's really not putting for me like a, I'm single lad I'm trying band. to um, what am I going to do as a single man of forty-one? You know, you can experiment. There's I mean, nothing wrong with experimenting. I mean, like, no, know, but all just... these women are like, oh, look, and look, the guy we signed the other day, Jesus Christ, well, steady, mate, steady. He's only just no, 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 no. My shut point down the is, podcast for, by, by the feds. <laughs> what was that? Um, oh, was... youth players. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. But all the girls are going. Oh, look at him! Look at him! What chance do I have with the girls? With the girls, he's got a very eighties haircut, though. He does look like someone. <laughs> Oh, he's proper Saved by the Bell 90s, 80s yeah. kind of mop. Thinking Backstreet Boys. But anyway, <laughs> let's get off boy bands because this is going into a very weird territory. But <laughs> Van der Ven, his pace, again, his inability to be um, aggravated, you know, whether it's the crowd, mm. whether it's, you know, other players on the pitch. And obviously you've got Romero who is, we know his quality. We know what he brings to the to the team. Um, what I'm going to do here, right? Because obviously, you know, you got your doggy on one side, Poro on the other side. There's there's a lot said about Van der Ven. His pace, his pace, his pace, his pace. He's a lot more than just someone who can run really quickly. Very intelligent mm. on the ball, very calm on the ball. That that back four, the and, and specifically the two centre backs, the way that they perform together is fantastic. There's the, the the way things have fallen into place over half a season is extraordinary, considering where we were at in the summer. Just again, it proves that you can't 
you should be able to predict predict football based on the, what's happened because it's happened before in instances where things have fallen into place really quickly. Um, it's the unexpected is something that we're masters at, and sometimes you just want things to be a bit boring and bland with Tottenham. But no. what I wanted to talk about because this is going to kind of this is going to be a bit messy here because it's going to bleed into Vicario, and I just want to just for the moment, and then we can talk about the reality of the situation. You got Ali McCoy banging on about Romero. He's a walking yellow card. He's a walking red card. I think. I think that pisses me off. I don't mind McCoyst, you know. I think he's very Mac Moist for Tottenham. You know, he seems to <laughs> want to dig. God, that was terrible. He, he likes to dig at Spurs a lot. I didn't in this feel very that yesterday. Playful he was way. quite. I quite. He was quite complimentary about us yesterday. I yeah, thought, but I don't know. Maybe I. It's maybe I heard okay. it wrong. I don't know. No, 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 no. You, you're right. He's not. He's he doesn't do it in a way that's obvious digging. Like, he's got a problem with Tottenham. I don't think he cares that much yeah. about Spurs. But it's the way that, that I find with commentators today, they are looking for, they're looking to dramatise everything above and beyond what it needs to. The things that we need to be focusing on is the officiating uh, and the VAR and stuff like that. That deserves everything uh, that it gets in terms of people pointing out how 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 badly inconsistent things are. You know, we saw it against Everton. There was a player that dived blatantly. No, no one touched him. Doesn't get a yellow. That was just disgusting. Basuma gets a yellow. Like, and there's 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 the whole thing around Vicario that we're going to get to. Like when he's a when, when he's barging into someone a free kick. If it happens in the penalty box, it isn't on a goalkeeper. But if it happens on an outfield player in the middle of the pitch, it's a free kick. It's little things like that. I can't quite wrap my brain around but to get to my point finally like like I'm (laughs) sat in an Uber that doesn't know where where he's going Um, Romero walking red card walking yellow card I think you should be talking about a World Cup winner here you should be talking more about how good he is and that kind of bleeds into this Vicario thing where McCoy almost spoke about him being like a ticking time bomb like oh this is the way you get at him crowd him out push him back into him like he's, he's, he's been targeted all game all game let, 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 let's 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 just for a moment step back this is all because of the city goal right where he was fouled yeah. and it wasn't given it was a foul so you could you could argue the Everton game as much as you want to link the two like crowd him out he's not strong enough like what else is he meant to do? I mean, am I, what else is he meant to do in the, in those situations? Because you could argue that the defence around him weren't organised enough to maybe look at the player that's looking to to bully. You know, I know I know they will have to pick up someone, but there's definitely work to be done at set pieces because of this. But do you think it's a criticism of Vicario at corners, or do you, do you think do you kind of agree with me? And you can disagree that the McCoyst and the narrative around this has been slightly overblown off the back of a goal against City that was arguably, more than arguably, a free kick and should have been given, and this kind of inconsistency with what, what quantifies pushing into, barging into a player, blocking a player, and, and, and the, us not the funny really thing being about, able to, uh, to understand what's what. The funny thing about what happened to Vicarius, though, he stopped doing it in the second half, which confused me a lot because um, they've obviously found a way to 
not bend the rules, but to get to the that almost limit of what's acceptable and what isn't. And none of us knew about it. I thought keepers were over, have always been overprotected anyway. Because um, if you sniff near them, they used to just get blown up. Um, but if they're going to continue doing this and allowing it, then that's okay. But make sure, as you said, it's consistent. He was... Because he was fouled, but that's only because every game I've watched since I was little, whenever that happened, it was a foul. I'm not saying that it technically is a foul. Do you think because I don't, protected? Because I don't think it is. Do you think, think goalkeepers been, have well, been protected massively, in the past? Like, yeah. Massively overprotected. I mean, they were very delicate beings at one point. You know, you'd, you'd get in a crowded area and if somebody budged, barged them, that would be... Um, referee would blow up. Yeah. So if they if the referees have got together and changed their mind about it, a normally they announce this sort of thing, I think. Yeah. And B, okay, we'll make it consistent then, because wasn't it a couple of weeks ago that was it Allison or Edison or one of them two got barged and it mm. was given, mm. but how can that be given and not this because it's not leading to just a regular free kick; it's leading to goals. So that's where I think I'm getting a bit annoyed about. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, it's got to be across the board then. And then we'll start doing it to Do you think he can be stronger, though? Like, like if you want to go with that particular narrative. <sighs> yeah. Because obviously there was a lot of criticism from our own fan base aimed at Vicario for not doing more in that moment and allowing the player to barge into him. But I mean, that's what do my you point. Do? Do, you, do you foul the player back? Because that's what you're, no. you're basically having to do, right? Or like, do you barge into him? Are you then obstructing yeah. him getting to the ball? Are you giving away a penalty because you're 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 pushing into him because he's got your, he's got his back to you because he, because that's the whole point, right? But goalkeeper's going to be on the line, so he's going to be facing whoever's in front of it. So you're having to then push into him. Surely that's a foul, and you're giving away a penalty if you did that. If you're aiming More for the than, ball, well, that's well, that's where the consistency argument comes into it. Then, whatever the player's doing to him, he should be able to do it back to them. I mean, if the player is standing their ground, he should just be able to just but not, not shove them. He should be able to move them out of the way to yeah. make sure that he can get to where he needs to be, because otherwise, it's it's too imbalanced. It's more. I'm it's just more, bitter. It's, I'm just bitter. I'm just, be, I'm just we pissed are. off that we... The, the, yeah, of course you know, we are. I'm, it, I'm upset. I want to win every bloody game, but it, it's just... It's one of them things that we know yeah. that won't happen. And what's happened now is we've got to a point where every team thinks, oh, we've got this thing against Vicario. Well, I can, I'm pretty sure by Brighton, Ange would have said, right, this is what we're going to do. Or one of the coaches, I don't know who the defensive coach is at the minute. Um, and so you, it probably will be sorted by then Vicario will just go right now I've seen it's going to happen consistently because if it only happens with Manchester City you know what you're preparing yourself for but now it's happened a couple of times I hope he does go back to whoever his coach is and they'd say right this is what our plan is against this now um maybe they can put you know Romero up against him or get one of the or get Hoiberg whoever's going to play but that's all it is I don't necessarily think that Vicario's weak I just think as I said you grow up in football with rules being one way. So you are yeah. going to just have that kind of embedded into your head. So I don't actually blame him for any of the goals that he's let in in those circumstances. Um, the second one was a bit lucky. He did pull off some great saves as well yesterday. Let's not forget that. I mean, he cleared one off his own line, 
where he stopped it and then clicked, yeah. and in the same movement, he's a great goalkeeper, mate. He, he's, he's a brilliant he's... goalkeeper, and the fact that we got him for seventeen odd million, it's just like, look at Raya. I mean, I mean, oh, no. Ra- oh, no. he's crap. <laughs> it's just I, like, thought, I thought you... Arsenal were terrible today, and they somehow won three one. It just this is, I think, this is where the oh. frustration from, um, this is this is the frustration. You see, this is, this is classic Tottenham and this is classic football, right? This is why football's so stupid. That we're in a position at, in the summer where we don't know what's going to happen and we, we don't have any true expectancy. We're all very hurt, you know. We're all having flashbacks to the last four years and we're struggling to understand what our club is and wants to be. And then, you know, fast forward to, to, to today... We have identity, we have a style, we have togetherness, we have all the vibes, we have entertainment, but we also have those tangibles that we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Mm. And yet you look around and you think, holy shit, if we didn't implode against Chelsea, if oh, we didn't we have can... that... No, hold on a minute, hold on. I know this it doesn't matter because it's gone. It, it doesn't yeah. matter, theorise. This is like fantasy theorising about this, but it, it just shows you those sliding door moments. Because everyone else is also so erratic and in a state of flux. I think the only team that I think can kick on from this point is City. I think they're the only ones that could probably yeah. win every single game left and just win it at a canter like they, they are capable of doing. But everyone else who are way ahead of Tottenham, way ahead of Tottenham in terms of, you know, Arteta's in his, what, fourth, fifth, fifth season? Um, yeah, round about that. Aston Villa, okay, it's early days for them too, but they're, they're, they're ahead. Man United, it's debatable where they're <laughs> at, but they're ahead of us in terms of the appointment they made. So I don't, th- I don't think Man United know where they are. It's hilarious what's going on there. Anyway, carry on. But yeah, I, I just, I, it, it's dangerous to ever write them off because of who they are. But still, my, the, the point being is that we're in a position where we're thinking it's it, we're we're missing out we're, we're 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 throwing it away but it wasn't asked to have in the first place but there is an opportunity to be had there and i guess where i'm going with this is it's just football is daft like that because we're going to get upset and angry if we if we drop more points in the coming weeks because of what we can have because it's almost been offered to us because no one else will grab it and take it uh, with any true, genuine force. It's like everyone's a little bit timid and tentative right now. And whereas what we're having to deal with are things that are very much fixable, you know. Football is about punishing mistakes. And unfortunately, Everton done that to us um, on, on, on Saturday, and it is what it is. Ross, we're going to stop and, 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 and restart again. We're going to continue talking in the Patreon-only okay. part of the podcast because there's a few things we haven't we haven't laughed at Pochettino, so we're going to talk about Chelsea and them. <laughs> we're going to talk about our new wonder kid, uh, Lucas uh, Bergvall, that we've signed on deadline day. Obviously, Luscious Lucas. <laughs> very, 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 very much so. Boy band is really coming together. Um, and we're going to talk about one or two other things because I want to go back to yeah. the centre-backs as well and you, Doggy. And Poro, but uh, if you want to listen to the the rest of the podcast, that's on patreon.com forward slash, forward slash spooky in purgatory. For, for everyone still listening to, to this point in the pod, thank you for downloading on, on whatever pod app you are downloading on. Um, I, I've, I don't think I've ever 
finish the podcast without it feeling awkward. I don't know why. It's it, it, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but um, so I'm I, a lot better at finishing in the bedroom. It's because you're used to it. It's because you're used to it. A bit like Tottenham. Once they get used to it, they'll be better at it. Not finishing in the bedroom. I'm sure they're quite capable, fit young men. See, that, I made that I even more obsession awkward. With fit young. Why have I keep obsessing about fit young men at the minute? Yeah, this 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 podcast is not going to make anyone want to listen to the Patreon <laughs> part. So anyway, let's let, let me end it and crack on with Patreon. Uh, up the Spurs.